Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. Commercial versus residential. Which one do you prefer, Kieran? Honestly, I prefer commercial to residential, as you well know. Um, but as um, as we discussed on the way over here, in fact, we were discussing this. Um, there are certain when you buy a commercial property, and if you are intending to do a commercial conversion, um, sometimes. You know, there are caveats, rules, regulations, you know, requests put in that you leave a certain percentage or a certain size of the of the property as a commercial unit, either letting out commercial entities or putting, you know, commercial entities in there. Um, I think you and I both like commercial to residential conversions, uh, but sometimes uh, somebody who, let's say, hasn't got the experience may find it pretty daunting to start something like that because there's a lot of moving parts there are. in terms of what you have to do to get from a commercial property to a residential property as in using the same one to convert. Uh, so if we're looking at, I think, hardcore nose-to-nose, toes-to-toes, belly-to-belly, uh, comparing those two, I prefer commercial. Mm-hmm. See, I'm not entirely sure. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you for why. Um Commercial units, um, if you have, okay, commercial units are in generally per square foot cheaper than residential units. So the barrier to entry is lower. But there are more regulations. There's more understanding that you need to have in terms of, you know, which shops can go in, what laws they have to apply, what, you know, rules there are surrounding it, what regulations there are. All of that you can do through due diligence, and you should do through your due diligence. Um, when you're buying the property, not. Yeah, apps. Yeah, yeah. Do that first. Don't do it last. Yeah. Um, what were we just saying about mindset? Hope for the best, plan for the worst. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, no, knowing, have that information at your fingertips. Understand it, know it, get involved with it. Um, and generally, commercial leases are leases so they're a much longer term in terms of contractually than standard residential um, rental properties so on that front commercial could be considered a stronger option but residential is vanilla i'm going to say it's safe it's understood it's easier to get your head around at a at a uh basic level if you've never done anything before i would go residential if you're experienced and you want to test the waters with commercial and see if you like it then by all means but i think they both have their pros and they both have their cons if I was gonna, if I was gonna do it, I would I would get into residential. I would do residential first. 
Um, I know you prefer commercial. I uh, do. I think, um, as you've alluded to, first of all, you've got leases. Yep. So you can have uh, a tenant with a 20-year lease, okay? They may have a break close, so at some point before the 20 years, they have an opportunity to vacate. You have an opportunity to uh, ask them to vacate. Uh, to, it could be a two-way open break. It could be a one-way break, by the way. Uh, but you've got you can have, have a long-term uh, break with options. Section 24 doesn't affect you, so you can claim if you have a, a, a loan on it, you can claim all the finance costs uh, with residential property in your own name. As you know, you can't claim all the no, finance costs no, if you're you a high-rate taxpayer. So you've got that. Usually, and more so on smaller uh, deals and smaller properties, you usually only have one tenant to deal with. So think about it. You buy a house. Let's talk about Peterborough. 200,000, 250,000. I know it varies, but that's the average. Okay. Uh, so with commercial property, the cost could be higher. So it could be 500, 750. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but still, you could have one tenant. Yeah. Whereas if you're spending or investing 500 or 750, it could be two properties, it could be three properties. You need the numbers. So you've got three lots of people to deal with. Yeah. Uh, so I, I like it from that particular point of view. You can claim capital allowances which basically allows you to write off uh, some of your profit for tax purposes, which works exceptionally well. Uh, if you've got a full repairing and insuring lease, the tenant's responsible for the expenditure uh, and usually all the internal expenditure as well. So uh, if the boiler breaks down, they've got to get it fixed. Okay. Uh, if the sink's blocked, they've got to get it fixed. Okay. Uh, if the door handle falls off, it's their responsibility. If the carpet needs changing or the tiles need replacing, their responsibility. And it's got to be returned to you in the same state it was given to them. Absolutely. So you just give it all away. You just get it insured and then sit in tent. This is what the insurance cost me. And you pay, reimburse me for this, which I've paid. So that's, that, that gets you covered there. Usually the externals aren't covered usually, uh, but then you can have some kind of a fund or get them to, to contribute towards that too, depending on your lease. So I think that works exceptionally, exceptionally well. Uh, and if you own the commercial property for yourself, I know we're talking about renting here, uh, and in your business, then you claim entrepreneur's relief, which is business asset disposal relief. Yeah. So you'd only pay 10% on the disposal as long as you didn't charge any rent to, to your business. And as long as you don't go into the same sector for the next two years? Yeah, is, that is if you're doing a member's voluntary liquidation, which will come to a second. Okay. You've got rollover relief as well, because you, you've sold your business, you can roll over that gain. Uh, into under the business uh, with the property and you've got BPR so if you pass away uh, and the value of your assets less than 50% of the business which is usually for most people tends to be the case especially if they own the, own the property for long enough and it's owned outright cash this is this is in a, in a trading business by the way yeah, yeah okay? absolutely and then when that passes over to your loved ones no inheritance tax uh, and as you've said, if you've sold your business and then you've sold your property with it or subsequently within three years and all the money's stuck in a, a property, in in a company, property company or a trading company, you can do a member's voluntary liquidation and claim uh, business asset disposal relief. So that's the re all the reasons why I love uh, commercial property uh, and I think it works extremely well and the returns are really good as well. You can get 10-15% yield if you're really sharp and smart about it. The return on capital employment is even higher. So I'm a big fan of commercial property and that's why commercial to residential works better for me. But if that wasn't my main thing, 
I think I'd be investing more in commercial property, personally. Yeah, I can I can see that. But, and, but the beauty about this conversation, of course, is to demonstrate that we're all different. So there are, there are so many options. So we have the other strategies we've talked about, uh, which different people like different strategies, and that's absolutely fine. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.